welcome to How Fitting, the podcast about creating fashion and growing a business that fits your customer, your lifestyle, and your values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today I'm joined by Stephanie Breakfield and Mary-Kate Breakfield of Breakfield. So welcome to the show, Stephanie and Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you more and have you on um, the show. For those listening who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So we are a mother-daughter team. Um, We have started our brand about two years ago, really thinking about how women get dressed and stay dressed during the day, thinking about ease and comfort, but also a very stylish and attractive look. Um, So we started originally looking at um, helping people with disabilities get dressed and make that a little bit easier. And when we found the things that we were putting in our clothes um, that made things easier for someone with a disability, it was really things that um, all women wanted. And so we've kind of moved more towards this universal design, um, but always keeping bright, happy, fun, um, attractive designs in the in the mix. Nice. Yeah. And your prints are so fun and the colors and just like whole sight in <laughs> the product. So um yeah, so Mary, I don't know if you want to share a little bit of, of your background too. Yeah, absolutely. So um I'm from Nashville and my mom is the one who taught me how to sew when I was about six years old. My grandmother's the one that taught her how to sew when she was about the same age. So mm-hmm. um creativity and a love for fashion has definitely run in the family for a long time. Um and so my mom and I kind of started talking about this idea probably when I was in high school, um, about maybe starting a label together, realizing that this was something that we could actually do and we were actually interested in. So I went to the University of Tennessee and I was a retail major there. Um, I was also a student athlete at the time. Um, And through kind of a number of different pieces, um, we really came around to this idea of functional fashion while I was in college and um, just really saw a need for so many women who needed more comfortable clothing, more functional clothing, whether that was from an accessibility standpoint, whether that was from being a mom who's breastfeeding, whether it was from just being a woman in the world who's busy and on the go and needs clothes that keep up with her, but can only ever find things that restrict her. Um, We just realized this was really the approach we wanted to go. And so um, kept our same aesthetic and our love for print and color and just fun, vibrant details, um, but really focused in on this idea of functional fashion. Um, and pieces that actually equip you for whatever your day is asking of you. Um, And so I graduated in 2020. And so uh, came home for supposedly spring break and never went back. (laughs) And um, my mom and I, we really decided, okay, we're in the same city. Um, You know, we've been talking about this idea. Let's use this time while we're together to start really working on this and see if there's any viability here. And so we started interviewing women all across the world um, and hearing the same thing over and over again about just this frustration with what is currently in people's closets. And then COVID never really wrapped up. And so we never really ended and just kept rolling. And here we are today. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that, that weird time of er, like early 2020, especially it's like, no one, no one knew what was really coming and what was going on, but everyone kind of, assessed their life and their clothing and their jobs and kind of everything and really thought about more like what is important or what do I really want and it's like the status quo was shaken up enough to get people to to think in new ways or like take on kind of new challenges or new businesses in in your guys's case yeah absolutely 
So you had kind of, you talked about a little bit how um, you'd had this idea for a while. Um, what kind of prompted the idea for this brand? And yeah, did you kind of go to school knowing that you were all, always going to start this business? So my mom's background, she's just about the most creative person there is. <laughs> she is a fabulous artist and wildly creative and um, has her hands in a lot of different creative endeavors. Um, and so her formal background was in special education um, rather than fashion design, but she was always doing incredible things in fashion my entire life and certainly before that. Um, and then I kind of had a big decision to make um, when I was looking at colleges and I was something my mom and I talked about together a lot was if I wanted to pursue athletics at the highest level I could, or if I wanted to pursue fashion um, mm -hmm. at kind of that highest level. And so um, a lot of back and forth there on deciding which route I wanted to go and was so grateful to end up at UT where I was able to be very competitive um, with their just incredible swim team um, that I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of, but then they had a fabulous retail program as well. And so um, we were able to kind of get the, the business side of fashion through my more formal education there. Um, so we brought that into what we do. Um, and then I also had the fun opportunity to work with the um, the costume designer in the theater department at UT. Mm -hmm. And he was the one that um, taught me how to pattern make. Neither of us knew how to do that previously. And so learned how to pattern make and um, was able to come back home and show my mom how to do that, which was so fun. Um, and so really just opened a lot of doors there, which was great. Um, and just, yeah, definitely just kind of created even more of a passion for something that we've always really loved. Um, and then we knew now, okay, this is actually viable. And um, had a lot of support from the Entrepreneur Center at UT as well. And so we were able to really think about this in terms of a business rather than just a hobby. Um, and yeah, it's the mindset that we just want to keep holding on to. <laughs> yeah, so cool. And it's great that like you were able to kind of pursue both of the, you know, avenues that you were interested in and then a way to combine them too and kind of bring, it sounds like, Stephanie, you have the really creative side and maybe sort of the background with special needs and and kind of the, the clothing, you know, clothing that might really fit um, in that space and be more accessible. And then Mary Kate, and like you have the, the business background and the um, interest in fashion as well. So it seems like a great team. Yeah, it's been great working together. Plus, it's a dream come true to work with your daughter. So <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, my my mom, she she doesn't work like directly with me, but she um, edits all of my blog posts and like writing because she's really good at that and like has her master's in linguistics and stuff. So it's it's fun to be able to like work with her and yeah, it's on that. So awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm curious, like, what does universal design mean to both of you and why is it so important? Yeah, so um, we just love looking at design, of how it can be more accessible to more people. So, um, for instance, um, when we were trying to make some decisions in the very beginning, we were trying to decide what type of closures to have on, say, a top mm -hmm. and um, some of the women that we were working with and trying things on and they were like, oh, should these be buttons? Should they be snaps? Should they be Velcro? Should it be zippers? You know, whatever. And um, one woman finally told us, she goes, you know, what would be best would be no closures. 
Um, <laughs> and so we really try and look at our design kind of from that perspective, like what's the easiest thing we can do um, that is comfortable, that's functional, um, that, you know, looks great on. Um, so we're not um, skimping on style at all. We're not skimping on functionality. Um, but what is just the easiest thing to do? And then we take our prints and our um, fabrics that we love so much and put all that into the design. Nice. Yeah, I think part of what I really love about universal design is that it's it really creates an opportunity for fashion to be a real unifier um, between so many different groups of people with so many different needs out of their clothing. Um, and I think even in my mom and I's lives, we can point to sort of these two sides of where functional fashion really comes into play. So for my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom of four kids that we were all kind of crazy and running around and on the go <laughs> and active. And um, so she needed clothes that could chase after us, but then didn't want to sacrifice fashion. Um, so she needed really functional pieces that she could be running after her kids in. Um, and then now as she's been aging and going through menopause and what different things that come along with that, that that has also changed her needs in her closet. And so there's sort of this piece of like, okay, as like my body physically changes, I'm also needing different products and things that'll keep up with those changes as well. Um, and then in my life, I was an athlete and I always wanted, you know, pieces that were super comfortable and that felt like my workout clothes. But again, I just loved fashion and I wanted to look nice and be able to express myself through fashion. And um, it was hard to find both of those that coexisted. Um, and then I have this funny genetic disorder that um, can kind of wreak havoc sometimes. Um, and so again, from sort of that almost like disability side of things of realizing, okay, there's like certain days that my body needs certain things out of certain products. Um, and it's really mm -hmm. cool seeing all of those. I mean, that's four pretty different experiences and the same product can address and support each of those scenarios. Um, and so when you start thinking outside of even just two women and you start thinking about the entire population and we all have very different reasons that we might need more functional fashion, but they can all be addressed with the same product, which means that everyone can shop from the same brand together and everyone can have that shared experience and be with their peers. And um, there's something just really, really powerful about that. And I get really excited about thinking about fashion as more than just a frivolous thing and more than just aesthetics and um, really realizing how powerful it is and how powerful being able to express yourself is and wearing things that you love and feeling like yourself um, and how cool that is to get to experience that with other people rather than being segmented off for one reason or another into a different section of the store, or a different brand or whatever it might be. Yeah, for sure. And I am totally with you that like fashion, it gets kind of the rap of being or the stereotype of being <laughs> superficial or frivolous, but it really isn't because, um, you know, it's like something that's like with you all the time. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're usually always wearing clothes. And so, <laughs> and so like, you know, it's something that is, is literally touching your life at every point. And so, like you said, the different needs throughout the day are just being comfortable um, in what you're wearing. And I'm the same, same way as you were, you know, if a day, if I'm like not feeling so great or whatever, I tend to like dress up more, or wear more color mm -hmm. just to kind of, you know, compensate and like lift my mood a little bit with what I'm wearing um, while still being like comfortable and not, you know, hindering. And even, even times like I was complaining to my husband the other day about something I was wearing and I was like, I'm, I need to make like a new pair of this because <laughs> like the, the piece that I had, um, 
that I was wearing, it just like was not comfortable in a certain way. And it was just aggravating me all day long. Like it was, it was, it was just a tiny little thing, but it was enough that it just got annoying. And so I'm like, I need to improve this because <laughs> if something as minor as this in my clothing is annoying me for the entire day, like we got to fix this. So mm-hmm. it's definitely not superficial. Yeah. We keep yeah, hearing agreed. over and over from women that, um, you know, they want to be comfortable. Like comfort is probably number one when they look in their closet um, of how they choose something. But then every woman, you know, to a T would say, um, I want to be comfortable, but I don't want to be frumpy. I want to be fashionable. I want to look cute. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. be presentable. So it has a huge impact on how you feel throughout the day. Yeah, for sure. Um, so are there any other values other than universal design that really guide the business or design decisions you make at Breakfields? I think just inclusion. Um, oh, I would... Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, I think just inclusion <laughs> as general is really something that we're very motivated by. Um, and so just really thinking about all of the different body types that are out there and um, making sure everyone feels welcome and like they can be a part of what we're doing. Um, so we're super excited. We're about to expand our size range from an extra, extra, extra small to a 6X. Um, and then we really think about that accessibility component. And so um, just, and just in general, we just think about, okay, how is someone actually going to live in this piece? This is not something that's just going to sit on a hanger or be in a museum. Um, and so I think we just get really excited and motivated thinking about the actual real women that are going to be wearing these pieces and where are they going and what are they doing and making mm-hmm. sure that that's really inclusive to a lot of different women with a lot of different lifestyles and a lot of different body types um, is definitely something that we're very motivated by. Right. And then I was going to add to that, that our fabrics are hugely important to how we design. Um, so not only just the makeup of the fabric, so they're wicking and they're um, super soft and you know stretchy and all that um, have great um, retention, but also the prints um, are very strategically created um, to hide any kind of fluids or you know, if you're sweating, if you have breast milk, if you have drool, anything like that. Um, it's just kind of camouflaged. And when you just look at the prints, you don't realize that, but a lot of design goes into, you know, creating those prints and coming up with something that will work great for our clothes. Yeah. I think that's kind of, yeah, that's a whole, I was going to say, I think there's just kind of the key for everything for us is we want every, we, everything that we do has so much thought and work and detail behind it. And we basically don't want any of that to be apparent on the front end. We want everyone to just look at these pieces (laughs) and be like, wow, what a cute piece. But when they try it on, they're like, oh, this really works great for me, but not even necessarily being able to point out why. Whereas on the back end, we've done so much to make sure that that's the experience that they're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that approach to creating clothes. And, and that's what I um, really enjoy working on with my clients is to to think about all the things that maybe don't even seem related to fashion in terms of like the lifestyle or or the wants or just, you know, the activities that the customer is going to be wearing this piece in and seeing like, what are all the ways we can really make this piece to be everything that they ever wanted without even realizing what they Mm -hmm. want, you know? Um, And yeah, there is so much thought and, you know, go back and forth about, um, yeah, like I feel like even things like pockets is something where I'm always having conversation with, you know, at any given moment, at least one client of the exact placement of a pocket or the size of a pocket or, you know, where 
you know, how big the pocket bag is and, you know, all these things where, you know, a pocket's on the inside most of the time, you don't really see it. And the options for a lot of women's clothing pockets are pretty dismal <laughs> in, in many, many garments. But then, you know, whenever y- you put all that thought into it of like, okay, how is it going to be used? How can we comfortable? It's, it's just exactly what the person wants. And, you know, they could try it on and be like, wow, this is amazing. And I would have never thought of why, but something is just, just right. Yeah. We've got a pair of pants we've been working on for about two and a half years. <laughs> and I think we've done 28 different <laughs> renditions of them. And so far it's uh-huh. not completely perfect yet. So we're getting closer and closer, but it's amazing how many tries it takes to get it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you do kind of um, extensive like testing of the styles to make sure like it functions uh, how you want it to. Um, what kind of does that process look like when you're working on a new piece in terms of the design and then the testing for fit and function? Yeah, so um, we do a ton of that and a lot of that is on our own bodies. So we will wear um, samples, you know, till they're, threadbare trying to make sure that they're holding out the way we want them to or working the way we want them to um, and then taking them to other women having them try things on you know letting us know I don't really like this or that Um, like I said with these pants we've tried you know so many different things trying to get exactly like we want Um, and they're so close but we just keep saying I know we can make them better I know we can make them better so We're also really lucky that we do know how to sew. And so um, we do a lot of very rough samples and very rough prototypes in the beginning um, and now work with a lot of really great people who can make things go from there. (laughs) So we have a lot of, speaking of those pants, we have a lot of very kind of funky versions of them (laughs) with us just playing around with different fabrics and placements of pockets and how a pleat does and different details. And, um, and so we're able to do a lot of that just kind of in our own workshop quickly when we have an idea um, and then have great members of our team that are able to help us take it from there. Yeah, that's super handy when you have, you know, some of that background yourself where you can kind of quickly iterate on ideas and then get it really close and then test it. Um, that's a huge step where I think the maybe average customer who isn't involved in like a fashion business doesn't realize like how much product testing and how much detail goes into creating just one piece Mm -hmm. of clothing. Right. So when you're designing a new piece for break fields, what are the must have things that you always want included or that you consider when you're creating a new piece? So one of the things is we almost, well, currently exclusively and will continue to be almost exclusively use stretch fabrics. Um, So we're all about stretch to make things easy to get on and then make things comfortable when they are on. So um, we've got elastic in our waistbands, we've got stretchy fabrics, we've got silhouettes that are um, just in general not forgiving necessarily. I feel like when you think of forgiving, you think of just kind of a sack and that's not at all what we're doing, Um, but just 
are comfortable and just allow mm-hmm. you to be able to move throughout the day. Um, and what we feel like is something we do differently and maybe has <laughs> driven members of our team crazy, I'm sure at some point, um, is that we want to use stretch fabrics, but we want to use them as if they're wovens. And so um, we use stretch to be able to get things on easily and then be comfortable throughout the day. But we want our clothes to lay on the body as if they're made out of a non-stretch fabric. Um, and so we want to keep things really elevated and elegant and um, just feel like a, a really quality piece that you would never know is made out of the same things as your leggings that you work out in, <laughs> um, but that feel like that. Um, and so that's something that we kind of felt like was missing a bit in the market and that there was a hole for, and we're trying to, um, trying to fill. Um, so the, the fabric is super important to us. Um, as my mom mentioned, we also um, are very particular about our prints and she actually custom uh, designs all of our prints for us. And so um, she goes through a, a long process with all of those to really make sure that those are things that aren't going to show life on them. Um, and so you can still feel really pulled together mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, we love pockets <laughs> as I'm sure everybody does. <laughs> so we try and put pockets in absolutely everything we do. Um, and then we also, from an accessibility standpoint, um, we really think about those so that you can hold different medical devices if you have them, use them easily throughout the day, not have to clip them onto your undergarments and be able to get through them that way. Um, So we, yeah, really just in general, we really just think about, again, who is the woman that's wearing this and where is she wearing it to? um, And what are the details that she wish were in her pieces now? And let's give them to her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Another thing that, oops, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, another thing that we're doing is um, giving the customer lots of options. And so, they're able to choose if they need, um, say, a, a medical device. Bleh, let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can choose if they need a pocket for a medical device, if they need pull tabs to pull um, their clothes on or off, um, if they need a certain length sleeve or a certain length pant. And so all of those are options for them, um, which has been really great working with our manufacturer to do that. We also... Yeah, and... From an aesthetic standpoint, too, we also just really love print, we love color, and then we really love fun details. Um, And so a lot of our designs and a lot of what we're working on now come originally from pieces that my mom and I have just made for ourselves over the years and gotten tons of compliments on or that we just really feel the most ourselves in. And so a lot of that time that looks like some sort of bow or ruffle or just something fun. Um, We love pieces that are going to turn heads when you wear them into a room and start conversations and just bring a smile when people see them. Um, And so we really try Mm -hmm. and hold our aesthetic um, sort of needs and desires as equal to the functional piece. Because again, that's what we really feel like is kind of missing um, right now is those pieces that are not, where one of those is not um, prioritized over the other. And so we think so much about the accessibility, but um, just functionality, but we also really try and prioritize how things look and that they feel really authentic to ourselves as well. Yeah, I've seen that as well, where a lot of brands, if they're, they lean more functional and maybe like capsule wardrobe-y, they're more basic, you know, black, white, neutral, solid colors. And then if they're more kind of fashion or trendy or um, fun, then they're typically a little bit more fast fashion and and there's less thought given to the fit or the function mm-hmm. of them. Um, so that's great that you really consider both sides in all your pieces. Um, so you've mentioned several times about like getting to know the customer and really what she wants and how she's going to wear these pieces. 
Um, and you talked a little bit about earlier doing some research with different women as well. I'm curious, like, how did you, like, are these people you already knew or how did you connect with kind of the ideal customer for Breakfields and, and really get this um, group of women that would give you feedback on, you know, creating the ideal piece? Yeah, so COVID was actually very beneficial for us. We were able to um, reach out to so many people, like Mary Kate said, all over the world. And, you know, um, Zoom meetings and Zoom calls and um, texting with people from anywhere in the world just became normal during that time, um, more mm -hmm. so than before then. And so that was really a benefit for us. We were able to just reach out to absolutely anyone. It seemed like people were starving for connection during that time. So we could follow mm -hmm. someone on Instagram and realize they might be a good fit for us and then reach out to them. And they were always just so willing to talk and give us their feedback and suggest things that you know they might want in clothing. And then um, as we got started, after we launched our first um, our first line of clothes and then started talking to more people more people that we knew and more people kind of in this community, like in Nashville or in the United States, um, we were able to kind of narrow down some things that women wanted. Gotcha. So were, um, was kind of the original idea and plan for the brand or for the things that were important that you went into starting the business with? Were those the things that also came out from getting all this feedback or did anything kind of shift as you were having these conversations? Yeah, it's been an interesting experience sort of navigating this world of universal design because it's not being done very much right now. Um, so it doesn't always feel like there's a really mm -hmm. clear blueprint on how you're supposed to market universal design and how you're supposed to design for universal design and just have these conversations. And um, so we've been we've been sort of iterating a lot, not even just in our product, but also in how we communicate our brand and how we target our customer and what all of that looks like. Um, and that comfort piece is something that just kept popping out of all of these women talking about for various reasons, how important that comfort piece was. Um, and so that's something that we're really excited about and something that we are realizing how universal of an experience the need for comfortable fashion is. Um, and so we keep, mm -hmm. we keep trying to navigate the best ways to communicate what we're doing because again what we really see the value in is everyone shopping together um and so when you're talking about accessibility there's some awesome brands that are doing such a good job of serving solely the disabled market and there's such a space for that and such a need for that and then there's obviously kind of the majority of fashion that's serving able-bodied customers and sort of what is considered a more traditional market and what we really want to do is be in that in between where everyone is able to be in the same place and and that's hard to communicate, um, especially off the bat, because when we're talking about accessibility, our able-bodied women that we're talking to feel like, oh, okay, this is a brand that's not for me because I don't have a disability. And then if we don't talk about disability, then we're missing all of these women that we want to make sure they know that we're designing for them and we're including them in our, our process. Um, and so it's been hard and confusing, and we've gotten a lot of different advice on how to navigate all of it, something we're continuing to just refine every day. 
that we're just really excited about continuing to find where all of these pieces of common ground are of all these different women who have different bodies. And that means a lot of different things um, and different needs out of their clothing and different activities in their day, trying to find where is that common ground as much as possible and speaking to that and designing for that. And so we'll probably continue to be <laughs> a process that we are refining all the time. Um, but really just trying to take that approach has been good for us recently. That's so interesting about, about like marketing to both of those groups and communicating how like your designs really do include both. But yeah, it's the, I guess there's probably the assumption, like you said, that like able-bodied women would be like, oh, I don't need something that's accessible. And then, <laughs> um, you know, someone who is disabled, you know, thinking, oh, if somebody who isn't can wear this, then it's probably mm-hmm. not made to fit my needs. Um, have you run into run into any other kind of assumptions like that that are incorrect that either people you've talked to or just the general fashion industry has about universal design? I would say in general, just the conversation around accessibility and fashion specifically is unfortunately pretty new in a lot of ways. Um, So it's really exciting seeing Mm -hmm. a lot of designers and brands and um, just people in the industry starting to have this interest and start having these conversations. And um, so, I mean, we definitely had to go through a learning process of talking to all these women to figure out, okay, what makes clothing inaccessible and what makes it frustrating and how can we fix that? And, and so we're really excited about hopefully seeing the industry as a whole get really excited about universal design and realize that like, hey, by designing for disability, we're making better products for everybody. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see kind of what the what the landscape of the industry looks like in a decade and 20 years and 30 years. And so I think definitely just there's a lot of misunderstanding around the disabled customer and um, just realizing that there's a lot of people out there that need accessible elements in their clothing. Um, there's a lot of people out there that become very, very loyal to a brand when they realize that they are being included in that brand's design process and messaging and imagery. And yeah, just making sure that um, we always really want to make sure that we're trying to think about everybody and trying to think about, all right, who are we, who are we missing in this process? Um, and it's pretty exciting thinking about that becoming the norm um, and just brands mm-hmm. as a whole, all encouraging each other to be more inclusive and um, support each other in the challenges of that, because there are challenges to that, um, and figuring out how to navigate them all together. Yeah, so what have been, like, I don't know, what have been kind of the biggest challenges in starting Breakfields um, these past few years? I'd say all the things that have nothing to do with design. <laughs> <laughs> That's so often the way it is in business, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, you're like, oh, we're going to start this this company. We're going to design clothes. It's going to be great. And then you spend about a tenth of your time actually designing clothes and all the other <laughs> things that go into it, whether it's, you know, taxes or accounting or marketing or, you know, social media, like all those things. You're like, wait a minute, this has nothing to do with designing clothes. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, is it like something that you kind of knew going into it that it would be that way? Or was that something where once you had gotten into the business, you guys realized, wow, this is way more, way more all these other things and way less of the the design and, and kind of the direct creating the products that you had the idea for? I think the design part is kind of the icing on the cake. You know, that's the really fun part that we just love. But then, and and also talking to the customers and, and seeing what they want and need and mm-hmm. hearing their feedback. Like we always enjoy that. And I think we knew all along 
that starting a business, you know, definitely wasn't just the fun, you know, every day was going to be roses and, you know, fabulous or whatever, but that a lot of people won't stick with it because of that, you know, so we've talked to several people who are like, oh yeah, I was going to have this idea for some pants and I was going to make them. And then gosh, it was a lot of trouble. And and so I, you know, I gave up on that. And so just kind of finding that you need to stick with it and, you know, do all the, all the tests, you know, to go along with the, the whole process are just as important as the design. So it's, and then working together has been great. So we, it's not like it's nearly as daunting working on the tests that <laughs> are not your favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always more fun when you have a partner or, you know, a friend doing it with you. Yeah. Um, so how do you, how do you both kind of divide the, like, what is each of your roles in the business? Do you have kind of a set role or, or areas of the business that you each handle, or do you kind of work on all pieces together? I think it definitely varies. We have a lot of overlap in our skill sets, but then we do definitely have um, some pieces that each of us have are better suited for. Um, so my mom handles all of our print design um, and she has just learned so much there, which is incredible. And so she's able to really run that side of things. Um, I work a lot on our website and kind of the tech side of things. The design part is definitely very much a mixed bag of both of us, you know, working with customers and doing customer discovery, that kind of thing. We're usually all in together. And then I feel like we, (laughs) mom, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I'm always kind of hoping that it's like, okay, we're going to like have these really clear roles and we're going to know what to expect each day. And like, you know, really things are going to like settle out and (laughs) every day just kind of feels like, okay, like what's, (laughs) what's going to come at us today? Who's going to have the capacity to handle it? You know, what are each of our roles today? Um, And so I think that's, we're just kind of becoming more comfortable with that being the reality of things is that, you know, we would love to have a really great organized system for our files and a really great organized system for our roles and like all these different things. And I think that it, it might even be naive to think that any company at any size and any length of time really has all of that nailed down. Um, so I think, you know, one day when we've grown to have other people on our team and, you know, have, um, have just more of a, a company built out under us, that there will be maybe some more clarity in our roles. But right now it's, wearing a lot of hats and each day those hats change and <laughs> just figure it out a lot of it as we go and um, grateful for great people in our circle that have helped us navigate it all. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I've, there's been a few other podcasts where I've gotten to talk to both the founders like this. And I always really enjoy hearing like how they divide the work or who, who does what in, in the company. And it, it's kind of a little bit of both. Like some of them have super defined, roles like this partner works on this this partner works on the other half and then other other brands kind of like the two of you seem like there's a lot more overlap and like working together on things where instead of like working on kind of opposite ends of the business of each other so I'm glad you've kind of found like what works for you even if it is a little bit chaotic from day to day (laughs) but (laughs) I feel like that's that's somewhat with any any entrepreneurial journey is there's nobody telling you here's what your to-do list is for the day you have to kind of like make it up as you go or write your own to-do list which is sometimes hard to do yeah I feel like our to-do list is very long and so every day Mm -hmm. we come in and we're like okay I think I'm going to work on this this and this today you know is there something I should prioritize over this and then Mm -hmm. it's like yeah I'm going to work on this this and this Mm -hmm. 
So do both of you work out of the same space or like you're, are you in the same city or are you kind of remote and working more or like digitally with each other? So we're both based in Nashville um, and we have a great sort of workshop office that we have uh, turned my oldest brother's room uh, into in the upstairs of my parents' house. So <laughs> that's where we're working the most most of the time. Um, and again, with kind of things being day to the day to day, a lot of time, depending on what each of our roles are, maybe each of us is working from our own house or one of us is taking a meeting at somewhere. Or, yeah, kind of kind of shifts a little bit, but it's been just so fun getting to be in the same place and working next to each other. And again, makes the the hard parts better and makes the really fun parts even more exciting um, to get to like truly be doing it together. So um, I was in grad school this mm-hmm. past year, actually. And um, so a lot of our work was happening with my mom in our office and me working on campus. And it was just so fun just the week after graduation where we were both back in the same office again. And it's just we just have such a good time and we're together and um, just a lot of laughs and a lot of working on things together is just so much more fun. And so um, we're really, really glad that we get to be in the same place doing this. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds really fun. And you can tell too, like, even just the, like, photos or stories you share on Instagram, like, you can tell you guys are having fun, and the things you're creating are fun too, so. So you guys are doing the design and kind of testing the samples and making rough samples, so, like, what kind of happens after that? I know you've worked with a couple different factories for manufacturing. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit more more about um, what that part of the process looks like? Yeah, we're um, so excited about our new manufacturing facility. Um, We're working with BMC in Arizona, and they are an on-demand model, which works great for us. Um, We were using a company locally here in Nashville that was a fabulous company. They made wonderful products, but it was small batch. And what we were finding was we had so many options in our clothes that we wanted to be able to make truly optional for women. And so um, working with BMC, we're able to make each garment as it's ordered. And that way I mentioned a little earlier about having different sleeve lengths or different pant lengths, that kind of thing. Um, So women can choose exactly what they want for their order Um, getting sleeve links the right length, getting pant links the right length, even if those are two different links, getting pull tabs if they want them, getting an um, insulin pocket if they want that. So that's just been great. And they um, right now are having just a great turnaround for us. Um, Customers are getting their items within two weeks, which is just fabulous when you think about, you know, it's totally made for you, very custom. Um, And so we've just been really pleased with, with all the work we've gotten out of them. That's amazing. And yeah, such a unique, like on demand is not a manufacturing model that many factories do. You know, they're, they're more that do small batch, but yeah, the on demand, I feel like it's kind of a newer technology or it's harder to find that, but it's, it has so many advantages when there is a fit with a factory who can do that. Yes. That's exciting. So are all your pieces then made with BMC or like, do you have 
some pieces made small batch and some on demand. So all of our clothing is made with BMC. We also offer some accessories um, and those are made in-house. So we have these awesome party earrings that we love that are super fun. Um, we have slippers. Um, we're working on a scarf design to go with things. Um, and so we try and round out your outfit a little bit. Um, and so the clothes are with an outside mm -hmm. manufacturing partner, but then the rest we do in-house. Nice. So are, are you guys kind of then like making the yes. earrings and pieces, um, the kind of the accessory pieces? We are. Yep. Yeah. That, I bet that's fun too, to be able to not only design, but in, in some ways get your hands, you get your hands into making the product too. I know for a lot of creative designers, that's what they wish they could do more of is the design and the um, working with their product. It is. Yeah. It's fun too. Cause it makes every piece every piece is handmade. And so each one is just a little bit different and um, definitely each one has character and um, it's really fun that the pieces very much are very authentic and from the heart and makes it even more fun when someone purchases and wears them in their life and loves them. And it's just an exciting process. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit more about like, what are your plans for the future of Breakfields? Like where would you like to see this brand like grow towards? We have so many thoughts on that. <laughs> We're so excited about where this is headed. Um, definitely something that motivates us is thinking about what this looks like in 20, 10, 20, 30 years. Um, so yeah, we we want to just keep keep making awesome pieces for awesome women that are doing awesome things. Adding to the options that people um, can choose from to live their life in, and then um, really just expanding. So making sure that we're in front of more customers, um, making sure that more people are aware that we are here and might be solving some of the problems that they're having in their closet. Um, we also have talked a lot about maybe someday we go into interiors and you know expand on our love for prints and mm. um, you know what could that look like of someone being able to hold, live a whole Breakfield's life and not just a Breakfield's closet <laughs> and. Um, I think that we're very likely to end up doing kids wear as well at some point. Um, that's something that we're asked about all the time. And we we just really love kids. And, you know, I've got nieces and nephews. My mom's a great grandmother. And it's so fun, you know, having kids be a part of our life. And that's the, the same for a lot of our customers. And so it would make a lot of sense to um, be able to offer pieces that they can dress their little loved ones in. Um, so I could definitely see that being something we expand into. But yeah, we just in general are really excited about talking to more people, finding more solutions to more problems that people have in their closets. And um, that's something we talk about a lot is all we're doing is solving problems of we just, you know, when we come across something that someone is frustrated with in what, what they have options for now and what they have in their current wardrobes, um, how can we solve that problem? And so um, that list is pretty endless. And so we have certainly mm -hmm. plenty that we can continue to work on and are excited to work on. It's exciting. And yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's so many possibilities, especially, and that's the cool thing about brands like yours that really have kind of this mission and this problem solving mindset behind the brand. Like you're not just making pretty clothes, like you're, you're solving this real problem. And so that kind of, it, it never ends or there's always kind of the peeling back more layers of the onion and, and getting at, um, more of how can we solve this even better or finding a new problem or yeah there's the kind of this endless excitement of you get to grow and expand but without ever leaving kind of the original mission or vision that you started with absolutely so cool so I'm curious 
How, what percentage for each of you of your days do you wear Brickfield's pieces yourself? Not nearly as much as we would like and should. <laughs> Purely because we just kind of got excited about like, okay, we like, you know, ordered our inventory and now we have customers wearing it. And we were like, oh, we didn't even really think about like getting these pieces for ourselves. And we just finally, the other day, it's about time. We were like, okay, each of us needs at least one. We like, we need one of each of our earring um styles in our own closets to be able to wear um and so we finally like mm. you know each have our <laughs> our inventory of earrings that we can pull from um because we definitely really love and believe in the pieces that we've made and so we made them because we have these problems of we are tired of uncomfortable clothing and we are tired of boring clothing and um and so yeah we're, we're big proponents of our own stuff and realized that we kind of forgot that part in <laughs> in the process of ordering and thinking about it yeah <laughs> That's so funny. I, I was going to say, I would say that our goal would be for us to be able to, you know, 90% of the time be able to reach in our closet and have enough inventory of things that we've, you know, produced so far um, that we could wear them like every single day. So that that's definitely in the future, but that would be a goal is to be able to wear break fields all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so funny that it sounds like you you do a lot of sample wear testing, but then the final <laughs> the final products <laughs> you <laughs> like forgot to order a piece for yourself. But I guess that says that you're you're manufacturing pretty lean and really only what your customers are ordering if you don't have a bunch of extra inventory to pull from for yourself. Yes. That's funny. Um, so what is each of your favorite piece from Breakfields? Mm -hmm. I am a sucker for our alley top for sure. Um, I'm really excited. We're about to relaunch it in just a couple of months because um, it was definitely a, a fan favorite among our customers as well. And we didn't order enough of that one <laughs> the first round. So we're super excited to be able to offer that one again. Um, but yeah, just such a good top that can be so easily dressed up or so easily dressed down. Um, and I think that I, sh I really struggle with like casual dressing of I'm either in true, you know, workout clothes from the gym, or I am in some very extra outfit. And I feel like our alley top is perfect because <laughs> it can apply to all of those and the middle ground. Um, and so fits my swimmer shoulders and is comfortable and is cute and um, works as a great, just kind of basic top that has a fun sleeve element to it. And um, so I think I'd have to go with that one. Can you describe a little bit like what are, what this kind of style of it looks like for people who are listening and maybe not able to to take a look at it? Yeah, absolutely. So it has a little bit of fit to the body. Um, so it's not a tight top at all, but it does give you just a little bit of figure um, rather than something baggy. And then it's actually can be worn front or back. So it has a boat neck on one side and a V-neck on the other side. Um, mm. And so you can wear it both ways, which is so fun um, and great for different accessorizing and again can be worn to a lot of different events because of that you can you know totally switch out your your necklaces and your earrings and things um depending on which neckline you want to rock that day and then it has sort of this like puffed um kind of like a wider sleeve but this like puffed short sleeve and so it doesn't doesn't hug onto your arms at all um but then it's still a pretty kind of casual, um, not casual necessarily, because it can really be dressed up, but um, it's not a, a super overwhelming sleeve, but it does just separate it from kind of the other basic 
t-shirts that you can buy. Um, we, my favorite thing, actually, I think that we've heard from a customer is one of our women told us that she loves it because you can put deodorant on when your shirt is already on. <laughs> so I think we've all had that experience of like, it's a thing. Yes, you get dressed and you're like, oh, I yeah, what order do you, yeah, what order do you put that on so that you don't get it like on the shirt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So big fan of the, the wide opening for that. <laughs> nice. Stephanie, what's your favorite piece? Yeah, I'd say um, it's hard for me to choose, but I'd say right now I probably am wearing the Harriet dress the most, although I'm probably wearing our PJs mm -hmm. almost every night. <laughs> but as far as clothes, clothes, um, I would say the Harriet dress. Um, I know I took it on a vacation with my husband one time and wore it um, with flip-flops on the beach, wore it out to dinner, to a nice dinner with heels, wore it shopping. Um, just with some flats and it was just so versatile and then a funny story about that when we were at dinner um, a waitress spilled an entire pitcher of water on no. me about a fourth of a cup got on my husband's pants and the rest of it was on my dress and she was just mortified you know she's like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and I just literally wrung my dress out and you couldn't even tell it was wet. And then within 15 minutes, it was completely dry. And meanwhile, my husband's cotton pants mm -hmm. looked like he had wet himself <laughs> no. for like the rest of the night. You know? That's so the worst. I was like, oh, this is a real testament. Yeah. <laughs> you can go out to dinner. It doesn't matter what happens. You still look fabulous at the end of the night. That's right. That's right. And I do find myself wearing that dress a lot. Like if I wear it to church, I don't even change my clothes when I get home because I'm so comfortable. And so that might include playing with my grandchildren out back, or it might include running errands. Um, whereas almost anything else I would choose to wear to church, I would come home and immediately want to change. Mm -hmm. um, and also the other part is that it's washable. And so I don't have to worry about like getting, you know, lunch on the front of mm -hmm. or something. <laughs> yes. That's so convenient where, yeah, if your clothes are really made for your whole life and not just like one, one segment or one area of your life. Right. Cool. Um, so also I'm curious what, um, each of your like biggest pet peeves with clothing is in general. Like there's one thing where you're like, you know, other brands or fashion in general never gets this right. Like what's the thing that really gets you, gets you frustrated about the fashion? I would say mine is having to adjust your clothes throughout the day. So, you know, you sit down and either the top is gaping, you know, and you're, kind of showing something mm -hmm. or um or buttons aren't in the right place or whatever I just want my clothes just to put them on in the morning and not have to think about them or touch them the rest of the day and just feel like just know that I'm you know looking good and everything's where it's supposed to be mm -hmm. for sure I think I'll have to go with two because both just drive me nuts, but one is length, lengths <laughs> on things. Um, so I'm five eleven and a mm -hmm. half and I've got long arms. And so absolutely nothing is ever long enough for me. And it drives me nuts because I feel like that really affects the overall look of how something performs. Um, so I get very frustrated with not being able to get the right fit on various limbs. Um, and then I also get just I basically I don't have a single zipper in my closet anymore of I just love stretchy clothes um and particularly waists on like pants and things I just get so tired of 
having waistbands that are digging into you and things that just feel really tight. And I feel like I'm always sitting in really weird positions. I rarely am like sitting normally in a chair with both of my feet down. And so um, I really want to be able to sit with my legs up in my lap all day and have clothes that can keep up with that. Um, and so I I think, I mean, for both of us, for various reasons, these pants that we have coming up are just like the end all be all for us. Um, and they were very much designed <laughs> out of necessity in our own lives um, and then quickly realized that they applied to many, many, many other women. Um, but yeah, I think these are these are fabulous pants because pants are just about the hardest thing in the world for me to get in a, in a store that works for me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like pants is a hard one for like jumpsuits I feel like is the hardest mm. to fit because you've kind of got everything but then pants is kind of the second hardest where just you know women it's like once they find a brand that works they'll just buy a bunch of that one and hope that they don't discontinue the style because it's so hard to find a, a pant that's like just how you want it mm. right so when the, when will these pants be available so people can go check them out when they are yeah so we're yeah hopefully later this year awesome nice so I have one more question for both of you that I ask everyone at the end of the interview, which is if you could communicate one value to the world through the clothes you design, what would it be? Good question. I would say it would be, um, you know, that everyone is included and everyone is invited um, to this party that we're creating. <laughs> we talk about our ear party earrings, mm -hmm. but um, truly the, just the clothes that we design are designed to make you feel happy and um, loved and you know we just want everyone to be able to participate in that oh cool you really you really stole mine there mama <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah I would definitely say inclusion um as probably the top one but I think another one that's just so important to us is just confidence of um just feeling really confident in whatever it is that your day entails um and knowing that you feel great you look great you're ready for whatever is going to come at you um and it's, again, I mean, just kind of talking about the power of fashion, like that your clothes can have such a positive or negative impact on your confidence. And um, I think that so many doors are opened when you're able to just go into the world confident. And so um, I think it's mm -hmm. really exciting thinking about our designs being able to have a positive impact for people in that way. For sure. Yeah, it's so great. Um, well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Stephanie and Mary Kate, for joining me today. It was great to hear a little bit more about your story and the vision behind Breakfields. Um, where can people um, learn more about Breakfields and check out your pieces online? Yeah, so you can find us on shopbreakfields.com. Um, we're spelled like a car break. <laughs> and um, so you can find us on our website. That's where our clothes are sold. And you can sign up for our email list on the website. That's definitely the best place to stay in touch with us and hear what we're up to. And when there's a great new piece headed your way, you can also find us on social media with the same name, Shop Breakfields. Um, and we love connecting with anyone on any of those platforms. Um, so we, we will never stop wanting to hear from our customers and potential customers and just women that are excited about um, the potential for new pieces in their closet that solve some of the problems they've got. So um, we'd love to hear from any of you. And that's where you can find us. Well, I'll put a link to those in the show notes. And yeah, thank you both for joining me today. This has been so fun. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> That's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you would like more episodes and resources like this about growing a fashion business that fits your customer, lifestyle, and values, 
sent straight to your inbox. You can sign up for my email list at alisonhainis.com newsletter. That's A-L-I-S-O-N-H-O-E-N-E-S dot com slash newsletter. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of How Fitting.